You are listening to Mom's Back to Business podcast. This podcast is for mothers who are thinking about starting a business, running a business, and offering tools and tips for everything in between. Let's start the show. Mom's Back to Business podcast is brought to you by The Admin Source Firm, where we help improve and automate your business processes so you can focus on growing your business. If you find yourself working on your administration more than working in your business, go ahead and visit adminsourcefirm.com and see how we can help you streamline your processes so you can get back to generating the revenue. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Mom's Back to Business Podcast. This is your host, Kanitha, and today I'll be doing an interview with Miss Megan Kitt. She is the owner of a company called Tuli.co, and it is a company that fights poverty in East Africa through fashion. She's actually had this business since 2014, and she is going to be talking about becoming a new mom and some of the fears that she had with becoming a new mom and running a business and how she's been able to manage both. Take a listen. All right. Thank you, Megan Kitt, for joining me today. Now, I want you to go ahead and give us a little bit of background about your company and what it is that you guys do. Sure. Um, Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, And my company is called Thule, and we fight poverty in East Africa through fashion, of all things. Um, We sell fair trade jewelry that's made in both Uganda and Kenya, and um, it's all made using recycled pieces, and we pay fair wages, um, sustainable wages also um, to our artisans um, that allow them to rise out of poverty. Um, We've had people start businesses, go back to college, send their kids to school through college. Um, So it's been really cool to see how something as simple as jewelry, um, which which is what we sell, can change people's lives completely. So that's my brief synopsis. I won't go on too much more. <laughs> that That's pretty awesome. I absolutely love that. And the jewelry is beautiful itself. So I've kind of, you know, peeked it out <laughs> before you. Um, so <laughs> well, I, thank you. You are welcome. I do. I do. I mean, I love that style. You know, I, I just love that. And just really quick before we jump into the rest of the interview, you also have the ability for people to sign up as ambassadors. Can you talk about that too? We do. Um, so what our ambassador program is is basically people who like what we're doing like the jewelry like the cause um, can sign up it's completely free it costs nothing to join and um, we give people a unique link to our website and so all i have to do is be like hey there's this really cool company called Thule. um go look go check them out and this link will track anybody that they refer um, they earn 20 percent commission on all sales that they refer to us um, and then we also it's just kind of a fun community where we do giveaways we've had ambassadors help design products um, for our new lines and things like that so it's just a great way to get involved with the company if it's something that you believe in doing and earn a little bit of extra cash at the same time all right well fantastic so i definitely want to head promote the heck out of that with you. So <laughs> awesome. Well, I appreciate I would like it. to have those links up as well. And, um, you know, if I could throw anyone else the way I definitely would, because I would love to help, you know, help the cause spread the word and, you know, stop poverty. Right. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. And, you know, um, that is how we 
you grow. And I'm so appreciative of all of our customers and all the people who post and share and, you know, buy things and take their selfies with their products, because really that is how we grow. Um, and that is how we impact more people in East Africa. So it's really something that I'm so appreciative of whenever anybody joins our ambassador program, I will send you the links. So if you want to link them in your show notes, that would be awesome. Will do, definitely. All right. Well, let's go ahead and jump into the um, interview part of it. And of let's start out by, you know, talking about like your motherhood, kind of what you, what you do day to day. So let's talk about like your children, your child or children and how old they are. Sure. So I have one daughter. Her name is Corinne. Um, she is a little bit over a year. So we are in the toddlerhood journey. Um, and it's been really great. You know, I love being a mom. Um, but because I started my company five years ago, I obviously was a business owner before becoming a mother. And that was something that really made me nervous making the dive into both being a mother which is so important and running this company that i feel is very important too and um juggling both of them and doing a good job at both of them um, so it's constant balancing act but she is so much fun and really is my motivation to you know work hard and try to have a good effect on the world because i want her to grow up to be proud of me and to have a role model who shows her that, you know, she can do whatever she wants to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when you first started, your major concern was, was it just that you couldn't give your all to both? Or did you think you would have to give up, you know, being an entrepreneur? Would you have gotten a job and worked instead? Like where, where was the fear for not being able to do both coming in from? It really was in that starting a company is a very time intensive thing to do. Um, and so I was just worried that the number of hours that I was spending on my company wouldn't be sustainable with a baby. Um, and I'm in kind of a unique situation because um, my husband's a submariner. Um, so he's gone more than he's home. <laughs> so right? he actually, he, he has been deployed since um july it's january now so i have been you know solo parenting um of course i have i i don't ever like to call myself a single parent because people call me that sometimes and i i don't think that's fair to single parents just because i have my husband's income it's just he's not right. around <laughs> um, but anyway so i was a little bit worried about that you know um knowing that all of the child care for the most part was going to fall on my shoulders. When my husband's home, he's very helpful, but when he's not, it's all on me. So running a company, which is very time intensive and having a baby also very time intensive. So I was just afraid that I would either fail at one or both or have to give, um, give the company up, which I don't want to do. And, um, you know, there's just a lot of unknowns, I think, when you're pregnant for the first time. It's, of course, a very exciting time, but you don't know what being a mom is going to be like until you've done it, you know? So yeah. it, was, it was a very, I mean, it was a great time being pregnant and a very exciting time, but also a very anxiety-inducing time for me, at least. Because your whole entire life, as you know it, is like completely uprooted and turned upside down. Exactly, exactly. And I have found now, I mean, I'm a little over a year into this motherhood journey and um, it has been very doable doing both. You definitely have to be um, cognizant of your time and 
you know, make the best of, of your time. I, um, I work from a home office because we are this international company and um, most of our team is in East Africa. We have about 25 people working for us out of Uganda and Kenya. And then I have a few people in the US who work just doing, um, you know, the business ends of things for me. But because of my husband's job, we move all the time. So we're a completely remote team, um, which works really well for having a baby because I work from home. But at the same time, I work from home. So there's not a, there's not a very firm delineation between, okay, I'm at work and okay, I'm a mom. And so the biggest challenge for me has been finding times to be fully present as Corinne's mother and finding times to be fully present as um, a business owner. And I balance that by just trying to be very aware of my time and very aware of my priorities. And then I also, I mean, I send my baby to a babysitter twice a week so I can get full days working because it, it just has to be done, you know, and I do a lot of late night work because of that. <laughs> Oh yes. Late. I know all about late nights, honey. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's, I feel like I'll get some stuff done throughout the day and then she goes to bed at seven o'clock and my work day begins. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, mine's a little older. So mine's like nine now, but 9 PM after 9 PM. But you know, mine, they share a room. So they're literally like talking to each other, laughing, joking, playing until about 1030. <laughs> you're not crying it's all good <laughs> right right so for my time from like 9 to 10 30 it's just me yelling go to bed be quiet <laughs> don't make me come in there <laughs> so yeah well it's so funny how there's just different stages you know um the newborn stage was a much different my work-life balance was different when she was a newborn than it is now that she's a toddler. And um, I know that's going to continue to change as she gets older. So, Yeah, absolutely. And I actually um, had an interview that is um, not up yet, but will be up, um, where she was saying every stage changes. Like the newborn, mm -hmm. like just exactly like you said, when she, you know, does her business, you know, newborns were totally different from toddler, which was totally different from, you know, small child, which is totally different from, you know, middle schooler. <laughs> exactly. So, and I think, yeah, I, I'm by no means an authority on this um, quite yet, but I think being adaptive is so important because I felt like I finally had the hang of things. I was like, this is fine. And I, I know exactly, I've got my routine, like I just work during her nap times and at night, like I don't need any help, it's fine. And then, and then, then she turned one and everything changed. And so I had to make some changes also, you know, and I am sure those changes are going to keep coming and those curveballs will keep coming. And end of the day, it's important to me to run a business. It's important to my identity to feel like I'm doing something, um, outside of the home and it's important to me to be a good mother so it's just being aware of those two priorities and balancing them and constantly making the changes you need to keep everything rolling the right way but of course i have tons of guilt all the time if i'm playing with my baby i'm thinking oh i should be doing you know responding to these emails and then vice versa if i'm working on my company i feel so guilty that i'm not playing with my daughter you know <laughs> that mom guilt is so real and 
it's one of those things where I don't know if there's like a trick or a mantra or something that people say to help them like get over it. But I mean, it like my kids, like I have a teenager and you know, it's like the worst stage ever that I've ever experienced. <laughs> <laughs> I am already dreading it. So I get it. <laughs> it actually read, um, uh, article headline today and I just reposted it without even reading the article but it was like <laughs> the teenagers is raising teenagers is way worse than raising toddlers <laughs> and like immediately I after I posted it I got a text message saying I totally agree with that title <laughs> <laughs> Like it's relatable but yes but one of the things that because um, I started my business two years ago and it was about two years after I had gotten a divorce. And so I had a lot of guilt with starting this business and then shutting myself off in the room to like meet with clients. Like I felt so bad because I'd be like, okay, mommy has to go talk to someone real quick, but do yeah. not knock on the door. <laughs> you don't yeah. bother me, you know? And then I felt <laughs> so bad because as time went on, that just kind of kept increasing, right? So it was good yeah. that I was getting out there and it was good that I was getting, you know, clients and, but it was bad on the other end because that meant more time away from my kids. Right. And so, yeah. especially it's like, such a hard thing. Yes. Oh, go ahead. And it was like a hard, you know, just that time wasn't the right time, you know, because <laughs> we were still getting adjusted right. to life. Right. So, right. Um, I but, mean, that, you know, that's a huge Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was, I was just going to say it's, that's a huge shakeup. And I think, um, it sucks to have to spend time away from your kids like that. Um, especially once they're older, I'm sure. But I think what you're doing, I mean, you're such a great role model for your kids and the fact that you went through a divorce and had this huge life change and then built a business, you know, while being a mom. I mean, that, that is so hard to do. My business was thankfully already pretty well established when I had uh, my first daughter. And like I said, I do have the support from my husband. I just think what you have done is so incredible and you are going to be this great example, you know, for your children that they can have these really hard circumstances and turn them around and make the best of them and do something really important and really great with them. Thank you. So you can't see right now, but I'm like smiling from ear to ear. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I truly believe that. And that is what I tell them. Every time I feel guilty, I was on a sales call the other day during what was supposed to be my daughter's nap time. And she woke up and she wasn't crying. I just saw on my video monitor that she was just kind of in her crib being like, hey, I'm awake now. And so I'm just trying to hurry along this call. Like, yeah, it's been great talking to you. And I felt so guilty, you know, and that's what I told myself too. Hopefully one day she can look up to what I've been trying to do and realize that, you know, I was trying to do something important and trying to model certain behaviors for her. I don't know if that's going to be the case or not, yeah, but no, it makes it, me feel better. <laughs> that, that, I mean, that, that's absolutely perfect. And that's absolutely right. Because that's exactly what's going to happen because, you know, even with mom guilt, one thing I learned that children are the most resilient little suckers out there in the world. Right. So <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, they're only children for like a small amount of time, right? They're only in each childhood phase for a small amount of time, but 
they grow up to be adults and then, you know, then from then on, like, you know, some parts of their childhood, you know, memories, like they can't even remember, you know, they only remember certain parts of it. And so I just realized that the other day when my son was like, mom, like I had a photo shoot that I was doing and he said, mom, no, mind you, let me give you a whole little backstory. Did a photo <laughs> shoot. Um, it was, it snowed like four to six inches here in Kansas city. And it was like 15 degrees the night before and it rained. So of course that were, there was ice and then there was snow on top of it. Right. So like oh my God. the entire city was shut down. Schools closed on that Friday, you know, so it just was <laughs> bad. It was just bad all around. Right. But the photographer reached out and he was like, I have a four by four, you know, or the little four wheeler trucks. And he's like, I'm oh, yeah. good. I can still meet you. And I was like, well, I'm really close to the place so I can go. And so my son said he wanted to go too. And originally I was going to keep him home because I was like, I don't want you out in the snow. And if I get stuck or get in a wreck, you know, then it's just me that dies. But he was <laughs> like, I want, I, I want to go. I want to see you. Like, I want to go and support. And I was like, all right, well, you know, come on. If we die, we die together. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but the youngest one stayed home. He wouldn't have any. He was like, it's cold outside. I've got my video game. I'm good. So I was like, okay. And the, uh, the youngest one is 10. <laughs> the youngest one is 10. So he can stay home for about maybe that hour that I trusted. And both of them are boys. So, you know, I don't really trust them for a long time by themselves. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so about an hour, an hour and a half is, is kind of like my max. So I was like, okay, cool. So we made it and as it was snowing so much and we saw cars going like five miles an hour, literally like not even really driving, <laughs> but they were um, because it was the ice. We saw cars pulled over on the side of the roads. We saw um, trucks, you know, like the trucks that were actually out there sweeping up the, the snow. So, I mean, we saw just mm -hmm. a lot of things that you don't see on a normal basis when you drive because of the weather. Right. And so, right. I went up to the building and I started knocking on the windows and doors because someone was supposed to be there to let me in, but I never got an email back if anyone was going to be there. So I just went. <laughs> and so fortunately there was someone in the building and he was like, yeah, I can let you in. I was like, thank you. And so as we were waiting for him to, um, unlock the doors, my son said, you know, mom, I'm so proud of you. I see that you really work hard and I see that you really try to make things happen for yourself. He was like, I really admire that. And like that touched my soul right there in the cold. I was, oh my God. I was like, oh, thank you. Yes. You know? So, and like, oh, again, all the, all the times that I've locked myself in the room away from them and all the times that, you know, I told them we can't do anything fun today because I've got to work to do, you know, and I'm the mom that's like stuck at the, at the laptop computer, you know, <laughs> so oh, um, you. <laughs> you know, they see it, it, it and it pays off, you know, and they understand. And, you know, when we, when I take them out and they go shopping and we do fun things together, like, you know, they get to experience, you know, some of my hard work too. Right. So, um, right. when they get into adulthood, they're going to remember, you know, majority of the good times. So, and exactly. I want to be able to retire early so I can follow them around after they go to college to wherever they go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, early retirement is also a goal of mine. And I just, <laughs> I think it's awesome that you're, you're modeling tenacity and, and discipline for your kids. I mean, that's an important lesson. And I've learned just in, you know, I've got my small little staff, but in hiring people, I've learned 
there's a lot of smart people out there. There's a lot of visionary people out there, but work ethic is so important. And you can meet people who are the smartest in the world, but they don't want to sit down and, you know, nose to the grindstone, get things done, and they're not going to go anywhere. And I think the fact that you're showing them, you know, how to have fun and how to work hard is a very valuable lesson. Yes. So speaking of that, which is a great segue into the next question. Thank you. (laughs) Um, So as Corinne gets older, what's one of the important values you want to instill into her? I think what I most want to instill in her is empathy. Um, Because I think empathetic people tend to be very kind and tend to have a lot of integrity in the way that they run their lives. Of course, I want her to be a hardworking, smart person too. Um, But I really think that empathy is something that gets people very far and, you know, in in the right direction. Um, I think being able to relate with what other people are going through is such an important skill, Um, not just in the, you know, kind of I don't know, like fruity way of being like, I want her to care for other people, but it's also a very good skill to have in a professional setting because when you understand other people and understand why somebody might be frustrated or happy or responding the way that that they are, you can relate to them and and get so much farther um, than you would otherwise. And so I think that really is a key, key factor to success that's often overlooked. I don't think we spend a lot of time, at least in the U.S. education system, focusing on teaching empathy. And so that's going to be something that I really hope that she can learn through, through my example and through my questions and our conversations. Gotcha. That's a good one. So you explaining that when you first said it, I was like, oh, really? And then when you explained it, that made a lot of sense. That is, I mean, number one, like, when you, how do you get further ahead in life? You network, you, it's the, your net worth is your network, right? So you get out and meet people. And if you are like one of those people who can empathize and, and I, I kind of say, oh, really? Because I feel like I'm an empathizer and Mm -hmm. it has pulled me in so many different directions that I didn't need to be in. (laughs) So because, (laughs) because, you know, I'm like, as an empathizer, like I'm always trying to help too. And I'm always like, hey, I gotta fix this person's problem, you know? And so again, that puts me in so many situations, but you know, I've gained a lot of great relationships with people too. And even people that I may have met maybe one time in person, like Mm -hmm. we're still friends and I can text or Facebook message them something funny. You know what I mean? So, (laughs) right. right. And And I I totally agree. Um, I'm a fairly empathetic person too. I I like to think at least. And so I tend to overextend myself trying to, you know, help all of these people. And it's not for a self-serving purpose. It's just because I can think like, you know, if I were in that position, this is what I would want. Um, And that can be very dangerous. You know, I've had a lot of burnout from doing that in the past. And so I think proper boundaries is really important. But I know, I mean, I don't know about you, but I've, I've sat with people trying to talk to them about something and known that what I'm saying is just completely going over their head and they can't relate at all. Oh yeah. But then you can meet somebody in, you know, in a professional context and you just have this, you like, you feel understood and it just pulls you toward them, you know? And I think that's a very powerful skill for people to have. It is. 
it is. And like I said, when you explained it, I was like, yeah, I, I see how you say that. <laughs> so um, let's see the next question. I really want to know because you, you had this business, you were an entrepreneur beforehand, you were kind of, you know, helping all of these people, you know, you know, come out of poverty, doing this amazing thing that you do. Then you had a baby. Like what was the biggest sacrifice that you had to make once, when, once you delivered and you brought the baby home? Like, did that affect the business at all? Did you have a great team that kept it up and running or did something have to give while you, until you got it all back together? You know, um, I do have an amazing team that allows me to take time away when I need to, but it was still a big adjustment because, you know, I'm used to working 50, 60 hours a week and then I have a baby. I can't do that anymore. At least not as easily. And so for a long time, I really let my personal life slip, um, which was not a good thing <laughs> necessarily. I think it was a little bit necessary at first as I started getting more systems into place um, because as much as you try to prep for having a baby and the changes it's going to bring, you, you never really know until you get into it. And so I had a few months where, I mean, my husband was at sea and I was being a mom when my baby was awake and working when my baby was asleep and then getting a few hours of sleep. And what went away was my time with friends, my time getting a haircut, my time doing oh, yeah. anything like that. And um, I will say, like, I, I, do, I do think it was worth it, which is maybe not a great thing to say, but it's the, the truth. Um, but there came a point where like, you can only sacrifice like that for so long. And there came a point where I had to start being like, okay, well, my, you know, emotional well-being is important too. And I need to make sure that I build in time for myself as well. Um, but at first that was really what had to give. And I think in a temporary, in a temporary capacity that can be okay. Um, I really do think that, but it can't be a long-term thing. And so I eventually had to make some changes and make sure that I was also taking care of myself, which feels so selfish, you know, when you have a baby and then you have a business that's focused on helping people. I mean, every time, even before I became a mom, every time I took time off from Thule, I would feel this guilt, like the more, if, if I'm not selling that's less money being sent to Africa and that's fewer people who are able to be helped by, by this mission. And so um, realizing that it's okay for me to take a break and have some fun sometimes is something I struggle with still, you know, honestly, but I try to be very aware of it. And sometimes I have to be very type A about it and schedule in, this is my fun time, <laughs> but it works for me. So. <laughs> So that's like your self-care time. It's like you have to schedule that in. Honestly, yeah. I have to, and, and if not scheduling it, I have to make sure that I'm aware of taking care of myself, you know, because it's so easy for me to get so wrapped up in being Corinne's mom and so wrapped up in my business. And um, we're renovating a house right now too. And 
doing most of it ourselves. So there's just a lot of things that I'm doing right now. Um, wow. Buddy. Wow. <laughs> so, you know, it's all good. And we're moving in a few weeks. So I am almost at the end of the tunnel with doing that. I will admittedly say that I bid on or took on a little bit more than I could chew with a renovation business and baby, but whoops, <laughs> lesson learned. <laughs> um, but all that is to say, I enjoy all of those things separately so I can get into a mode where, especially because I am a, I, I'm an achievement oriented person. Like I enjoy getting things done and that makes me feel good about myself. So I can go days and days and days, just working, 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 putting with Corinne. And then suddenly I feel so isolated and so burned out and just honestly, like I'm just in a terrible mood and feeling really sad and for no reason. And then I realize I, I haven't talked to anyone outside of work in days, you know, because my husband doesn't come home at night. And so <laughs> I've realized I have to make sure that I go out and I really like to hike and we live in Hawaii. So you can do that year round. We're very lucky in that sense. So, um, I make sure to do that at least once a week. I make sure to spend quality time, um, with people who are very, um, energetic and just, I have a deep connection with. And then also, I mean, as lame as it is, I really like listening to my podcasts and my audiobooks and stuff. So I do that in the evenings, clean my house, and it just makes me feel really good to use my brain and learn things. And so I've learned that I need to make sure that I do those. No matter how busy I feel, like I need to make sure that I do those few things for myself. That's awesome. So, I mean, yeah, I remember back when the times when, because I had a, um, a newborn and a three and a half year old and I'm sorry, two and a half year old and oh, man. <laughs> right. And like, I just remember I could not take a shower that that was my self care was taking a shower. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. I feel like when people ask me about self care, I should say like, Oh, I, go to the spa and I do these things. Um, but really, I mean, the other day I was on my way to pick Corinne up from her sitter. Um, and she texted me and said, well, you know, she's still napping for some reason. So if you want to come, you know, a half hour later, that's fine. And so I went grocery shopping alone and it was like the best thing that ever happened to me. Like, I was so happy to be able to run into the store by myself. And I don't know, maybe that sounds lame to anyone listening who doesn't have kids, but I was like, this is, this is great. This is the best gift I've been given. <laughs> it's the little things in life for us moms, right? <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And self-care does not always have to be, you know, sitting in a quiet room meditating and that's great. Um, you know, I love myself a good spa day, but sometimes it's just doing these small things that make you feel feel better. And then also just that make you feel more like yourself. I think um, being a mom is a great thing and it's a part of my identity I really like, but I also like to connect with the person I have always been, you know, and was before I became a mother. And, and that's why, I mean, as stupid and small as it is, um, me like cleaning my kitchen after Corinne goes to sleep every night, listening to a podcast to learn something that I think is interesting, really just it makes me feel like I'm still myself, you know, I'm a mom, but I'm still Megan, you know? Yes. And that is so important because there was a time where I had no idea who I was and I had children really young. I think I was really young, but I was, you know, legally mm -hmm. an adult, but <laughs> I think mentality wise, I was really <laughs> young. 
And so, you know, and people said, oh, what do you like to do? And I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I like to do. (laughs) I just know, like, I know what I like to cook for dinner, you know, or (laughs) I know what Netflix shows I like to watch, you know, but other than that, like, I don't really have a hobby. I don't, I don't know who I am, you know, because my whole 20s years, like when I, you know, the time that you're supposed to find yourself and create yourself and, and whatnot, you know, I was, I was a mom, you know, right. and then I was a mom of two. So that's all I knew. Like I was a mom. That's it. <laughs> so <laughs> getting out there and discovering like, okay, who was I before mom? Like I was only 20. I, I didn't even know myself then, but, <laughs> and then it's like, okay, getting that time to rediscover yourself. Right. And yeah, like, yeah. For sure. what I like, this is who I am. Okay. I feel like me, not like you know, CJ's mom, you know, I feel like this exactly. is me, this is who I am. And, and like, to me, that's like, I, now I feel like I'm ready to get married again and take on the world because like, I know who I am, you know? <laughs> so I, not to be the one doing the interviewing, but my background is journalism. And I have to ask what, what it was it that helped you find who you are, or discover what you like, or just discover your own identity outside of motherhood. Well, the, honestly, one of the things, um, one of my goals after the divorce was, you know, because I got married young too. And so I said, everything I didn't get to accomplish when I was younger during my marriage, I want to accomplish now. So I wanted to start my business. I wanted to finish college. You know, I wanted to travel places. Um, and, and I still do. Right. And so having those goals kind of like the forefront of my mind and then getting out and meeting people. And, you know, because I had, you know, I I don't know if you know, but like when you get married, you have like your circle of people. And Mm -hmm. so we had, you know, the church that we went to, we had our friends, we had, you know, and this is, it's kind of routine in a sense where we Mm -hmm. had our people that we hung out with. We didn't expand much out of our, our comfortable little bubble. Right. Right. So when I got divorced, I, you know, the world was mine. Right. So I was able to meet new people. I was able to able to go new places. And, you know, when the kids are like at their dad's for the weekend, like I would be out, you know, listening to live music at bars. And like, I found out Mm -hmm. I really like that. I wouldn't have done that before when I was married. That's not something that we did as a, you know, we would probably go to the movies or go to a friend's house, but like we didn't go out and experience the city, you know? So discovering those, taking those, meeting new people, doing new opportunities. I found, you know, things that I liked. One things I found that I don't really like is I don't really like going to the club. (laughs) Of course, we don't do that when you're married. So when I tried it, I was like, yeah, this ain't quite for me. (laughs) But now I know, right? Yeah, I totally relate to that. I remember because I didn't get married um, too young. I was 25 when I got married, but when I was like 20, 21, I'd be like, this is horrible. <laughs> but you had, to, you had to go anyway. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but that's, that's great. I mean, I think, I think it's amazing how you've been able to reinvent yourself and rediscover yourself after divorce, which I, I can't imagine. I know that must feel like your world has been, you know, like a rug has been pulled out from underneath you or something, but you have turned it into such a positive thing and it's just very admirable. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. So, you, you know, I try and it's a day at a time really, um, because, you know, it's, 
just a total, total life lifestyle change, you know, that I feel like I'm happy now. So it's, it's better for me. So I'm able to, you know, do things like find myself and um, mm-hmm. be a better mother for the kids and, um, you know, be a better role model and, and feel proud and happy with myself, you know, so it's a struggle, but you know, it's more peaceful for me. <laughs> so. Well, that's great. I mean, I, I, I'm sure it is a huge struggle. I cannot even imagine. And that's, I mean, getting back to what I said earlier, I get really annoyed when people try to say that I'm a single mom, which I know they say it trying to be supportive, but I'm like, no, like I, it's not the same thing, you know, like, yeah, my husband's not here, but he exists. It's different, you know, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dependent on one income and and things like that. I just, I I really have a lot of um, respect for what you're doing, especially because you've been able to go out and have these experiences and build a business and, and do so many things in such a tumultuous time and to find such peace in all of that. I mean, I I really appreciate you sharing that. Thank you. You know, it's, it's all possible with God, you know, so (laughs) it's just (laughs) that in the forefront, like, you know, I, I feel like I'm not alone because I feel like, you know, I, I believe in a higher power. So I feel like he's always with me. So, you know, and oh, I guess it's awesome. one day at a time too. There, there are well, days, girl, there are days. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I also wanted to ask you too, and I believe we're getting towards the end of the question. So but I love this conversation. Um, <laughs> what is your advice to moms out there? And I know we kind of talked a little bit on it off air, but I do want you to go ahead and repeat that too about moms who have a business and they are pregnant or even moms that are, um, you know, thinking about having a business, but they have a, you know, little, little baby at home. What is your advice to those moms out there? Sure. Well, I'm actually going to steal what my good friend Haley said to me when I found out I was pregnant and I called her um, because I really look up to her. She has her PhD. She teaches at a university. She travels a lot um, and she's pregnant with her second child now. Um, But I just called her and I was like, how am I going to, you know, make all of these things work? And she told me, you know, you can make anything work with a kid. You just have to think, think it through a little bit more. And that just really calmed me down to see that she's able to do so much and be so successful and just has to, you know, think things through a little bit more. And I found that to be true. Um, even with taking trips with my daughter, um, we just have to have more planning and it's not, it's, it's more doable than I thought it was going to be. It definitely takes a lot of time management. It takes a lot of knowing what you want and it, it is a sacrifice at times. I mean, getting back to that earlier question where I said how I didn't have a social life for like six months, which was not good, but, um, it is, it is doable. You know, you just have to think about things and you have to be a little bit more adaptive. And I think, um, what you said, taking things one day at at a time is kind of what I do too. I always set quarter, well, yearly, quarterly and monthly goals and actually weekly too, just to keep myself on track. But then I put them into steps and I just get through the day, you know, get through the day being a good mom, a good present mom and getting what needs to be done for my business. And 
all those one day at a times add up into something really big, you know, and so it's doable. It just requires a lot of tenacity and also just believing in yourself. And I think that's something that we women and also we mothers can struggle with sometimes because you know, our plates are already so full and adding something else can seem really daunting, but it can be done if that's what you want to be doing. And I don't think the fear of not having enough time should stop you from trying. Absolutely. Great advice. <laughs> I like that. Well, I know we kind of talked about it also, this also at the beginning of the call, but for people who want to find you online, what's the best way to get in contact with you or to follow you? Sure. Um, so Tuli's website is Tuli.co, um, which is T-U-L-I. Um, so you can find us there. We have all our contact information on there also. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at, at Tuli Style. And people can also find me on Instagram at, at Megan Kit and contact me that way. Um, I also have a website at MeganKit.com. So there's lots of ways to track me down. And I love talking to anybody who is running a business, interested in starting a business. I actually just talked this morning to a girl who wants to start a social enterprise like Tuli, and I was like, I will gladly share all the mistakes I made five years ago <laughs> when I was starting my company so you don't make the same mistakes. So I am happy for people to reach out. Anyone who wants to join our ambassador program or has any more questions can, can reach out to me too. All right. Fantastic. Well, Megan, thank you so much for interviewing. I think you have a lot of valuable information that you shared here in this um, recording session. So I can't wait to share it. And um, also I'll be in touch about the ambassador program too, because I want to blast that out as well. <laughs> Sounds great. Thank you so much for having me. This was such a fun chat. You are welcome. You are welcome. you so much for tuning in and listening to my podcast today and hearing my story where I am trying to inspire moms to get back to business. See you next week.